2: A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. We are talking with Colleen O'Grady tonight about mother-daughter drama. And I know as a mom of two daughters and certainly having been one of six sisters that my mother had to deal with, It is very challenging to have daughters and to have teenage daughters in particular. I remember feeling like I was possessed when I was a teenager. My mother told me I was the worst child she ever had. And you know what? I actually believe her because I was a piece of work. Now, Colleen O'Grady is the author of the book Dial Down the Drama Reducing Conflict, and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere. She's also a seasoned, licensed marriage and family therapist for 25 years. Nineteen of those years, she trained psychiatry and psychology residents in both the child and adolescent department of major hospitals. And she's known as an expert on teens. Colleen O'Grady, thanks for being with us this evening.
0: I am so glad to be here. Thank you so much. It's
2: a pleasure. Now, how did you get interested in mother-daughter conflict and drama? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's what I thought.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I I laugh because, yes, you get it. I, I used to say it's BTD and ATD, which was before teenage daughter and after teenage daughter. BTD and ATD, okay? Before <laughs> teenage daughter, after teenage daughter. What kind of
2: teenage daughter were
0: you? Well, um, I would say um, I had, I was drama, but I was different kind of drama. I was <laughs> the um, <laughs> different kind of. I was like the ignore my mom drama oh no. so you
2: ignored your mother hmm.
0: <laughs> yes so I, I wouldn't dare talk back to her uh-huh. but I knew how to space out I see so you just didn't <laughs> listen
2: now did you act out behind her back what was going on here
0: <laughs> of course you're I laughing did. Colleen of course you acted out all
2: right <laughs> what was your favorite stunt to pull on your mom
0: Oh goodness. I don't I I think that that's a good question.
2: Mm-hmm. Um let me count the ways, right?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe maybe kind of fudging the truth a little bit when it came uh-huh. to um you know, seeing my boyfriend probably. Oh,
2: were you allowed to have a boyfriend? <laughs> I wasn't. That was my where I would sneak out and meet boys because we weren't allowed to date or have boyfriends. Of course, we had a neighbor across the street, I will always remember, who I finally figured out must have been on my parents' payroll. She was retired.
0: And she would lean out of the
2: window and go, Mr. Wade,
0: Brenda came home with a boy today. And
2: then I'd be in deep, deep, deep doo-doo.
0: Well, I went to an all-girl Catholic high school, so you, oh my god, you, you, you know that's a diagnosis in itself. But yes, um, it is I'm
2: all-girl <laughs> Catholic high school. We're going to have to get you a special therapy for that. <laughs> wow. So, how did you and your mom deal with the drama between the two of you? What did you do?
0: Um, well. Well, it's interesting. I mean, yes. So, so I just kind of ignored her, and um, so it was tense, very tense. So then when I became a mom, um, I thought I, I had done 10 years of youth ministry before I became a marriage and family therapist, and I was like a rock star to thousands of teens. They thought I was super cool. so. So I thought I would not have any problem with my daughter. I right. had, you know, problem
2: daughters were for other people, not for rock stars like you, right?
0: <laughs> right, and I had, you know, and then by this time I was—I'd been a marriage and family therapist for 15 years, and I taught on adolescence at, you know, the American Association of Marriage and Family Therapy conferences, and so, right? I'm going to be like awesome you know, with my own daughter. And...
2: (laughs) I laugh only because I've been on that train. I'm so good with other people, my daughters are going to be a piece of cake, right?
0: Yeah, and so since I was... So if we're thinking about it in terms of the, the lower brain stress response, I dealt with my mom in flight response. I just checked out. Yes. So, but my daughter was when she, you know, she had her first period at 9, and she Mm. was 5'9 at 10.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: Nice, tall girl. Yeah. So at 11, she was all hormoned up. Oh,
2: my gosh. And,
0: yeah. And so I don't remember exactly, you know, what day it was, but it was one of those days And she said something like, you know, you can't tell me what to do.
2: And how old was she when she told you you can't tell her what to do?
0: (laughs) I think 11.
2: 11? Holy cow. She got an early start.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was, yeah, she was all hormoned up. She had her arms crossed. And then, and I think so many moms can kind of relate to this. Something primal just went off in me. And I just thought, you know what, this this is going to stop today. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I am going to put you in your place today, You're and we're going right. to be done with it.
2: You're going to put her in her place. Okay, and what did you do to put her in her place today?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so... So, um, and it's amazing what you can justify when you are, like, you are so, like, done with it. So uh-huh. I, I, you know, so I, let's just say maybe I kind of raised my voice a lot. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I, sport, I spoke forcefully. And then this little therapist angel on my shoulder was like, hello, do you really think this is going to work? And I totally like knocked her off, and I said, "I don't care." So, I oh wow!
2: Went... So here you are. You're a trained therapist. You know
0: that yelling at your child is
2: not the way to go, but you were so upset you couldn't stop yourself.
0: Yeah, and I just and it felt so right. It felt right you to know? yell.
2: Yep. Yeah, yep. Once you're just... triggered, there you go.
0: Yeah, it felt so right but i will never forget well first of all it, it first of all she was kind of shocked that mom lost it that bad mm-hmm. but then it was kind of like one of those bad sci-fi movies she came back and came even stronger at me mm-hmm. and with even more force
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i looked into her into her eyes and like my daughter was gone.
2: Yes. Yes, she had been hijacked. That, yeah.
0: Yeah, and also I had become the enemy, and she looked at me in a way that really just scared me. Like the relationship, I could see could really be damaged if I kept going in that vein. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in that moment was was really, um, I, I was like. I love teenagers. What's going on? And that was really the beginning of me, um, you know, uh, creating programs of called Power Your Parenting and then writing my book, Dial Down the Drama, that moment, because I was like, there's got to be a way to turn this around.
2: And what did you discover would turn it around so you didn't have to stay stuck in an inflamed situation with someone you love?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well I what I realized is even though I had all these great, you know, parenting theories, I didn't really get the neuroscience of not just the teenage brain but my brain. You know, that mm. that the I didn't really understand how quickly you can get triggered.
2: So what is going and, on in the teenage brain?
0: Yeah. Well, um uh, the the lower part of the brain, the stress brain, you know, that the limbic system on down, mm-hmm. that is fully developed. So that's kind of the good news. That, that's great. It's fully developed. But the higher brain, the cortex, the part the that pre-punnal... allows
2: you to do deductive reasoning, <laughs> executive function, <laughs> abstract thinking, nada.
0: Right. And so I break it down into mother speak. What that means is the part of her brain that can remember that you you took her on a big shopping spree yesterday is offline. Mm -hmm. The part of her brain that can see the big picture is offline. Right. The part of her brain that can see cause and effect is offline. The part of her that can just, you know, see it from your perspective is offline. Exactly. So she's left with this extreme, you know, everyone hates me, my life is over, you don't care about me um, way of thinking.
2: Right, and that is classic teenage girl thinking. You don't care about (laughs) me, my life is over, you're horrible, even though yesterday, as you said, you took her on the shopping spree. Now what's (laughs)
0: going on in mom's brain? That creates the drama. Yeah. So when I'm t- when I'm talking to moms, I'm you know I'm saying so. Then what's our excuse? Because mm-hmm. um, you know we're we're beyond 25, so our That's brains right. are completely um, developed. Well, if you're emotionally flooded, it doesn't matter how old you are. When I say offline, what that means is when we are so when you're emotionally flooded you go offline and what that means like my simple brain is that think of a computer like you have word processor and you can't get on the internet <laughs> <laughs> That's the
2: best analogy
0: I've heard from people who
2: are hijacked because they're emotionally flooded. Because when those stress hormones hit your brain, you know, you can't tell the difference between your partner and a lion in the grass. And you react as if there is a lion in the grass, not your partner or your child.
0: Yes, yes.
2: So it's like the computer being offline. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so that happens with mom. And so there's the the big thing. So, and this is the stuff that I was like like kind of looking at in my book. And mom is really set up to go offline because, as you know, being a mom, I mean, those teenage years is such a busy, busy time. Yes. You know, of, 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 there's a lot of moms who are in the sandwich generation. They're trying to care for their parents, they're trying to care for their kids, and they've got a spouse or their senior parents. And on parents. that journey,
2: yes, I totally feel you. Yes,
0: yeah, and so they're very, very stress.
2: stressful. Yeah, I can remember my dad being ill, running back and forth to the hospital to take care of him, taking care of my own two young daughters. Very, very challenging.
0: Yeah. So what and you're saying given- is moms
2: are already stressed out, which makes it easier to flood.
0: Yeah, and then we're giving messages like it's it's selfish to pay attention to me. And mm-hmm. so so you know, so we're on edge and then we're trying to and and good for and and good reason we and good motives I mean is we want to give to our families but we are so burned out.
2: Yes, exactly. So what so advice we, do you give to moms who are on that track because a lot of moms as you said are sandwich generation or they're working already you know a regular full time gig and then they have a full time gig at home there are many many moms who are parenting without partners what's the best advice that you would give moms about taking care of themselves because we do get that message your need should come last
0: yeah well, it starts with changing the message, and and I I think we hear the airplane illustration so much that we kind of get numb to it. Yes. So, so if it's what I would just say, and I call them powerless parenting messages, and there's many of them. Mm-hmm. So if you flip it to, it's crucial to pay attention to me, and I think a lot of times moms have, like we we when we're Kind of offline, we're like, oh my god, I can't, you know, I I can't, you know, neglect my family. But if you just get yourself on the list, because a lot of times moms will put their needs in the bottom of the list, right? And so, like, like if you could give, so like, mom, if you could give yourself five minutes a day to just sit and be quiet, even if you lock yourself in the bathroom yeah, well, for five One of minutes. the things
2: I want to say, Colleen, is I find that the things that are important to us get on the calendar, and I would say moms, the five minutes that Colleen is talking about or any other way you can take care of yourself has to make it on the calendar. I've had a little date with myself every other Wednesday for years, and it's the self-care morning. I turn myself yeah. in and do all the self-care. And it's deep self-care every other Wednesday morning. It could be once a week. It could be twice a week that you do something that's just for you to restore and rejuvenate. But put it on the calendar or you won't do it.
0: Absolutely. And and I call that schedule your treasures. Ooh,
2: nice. Exactly. Now what about moms who are struggling with their teenage daughters right now? How do they get out of that conflict-oriented,
0: you know, back and forth, back and forth? Right, right. So two things. One is I'm going to say moms, it's not personal. And if you can know that your teenager is hardwired for drama and they're hardwired to make mistakes and you're not a failure as a mom if your daughter's kind of, you know, going all wacky. Mm-hmm. so so if you just kind of know it's not about you as a failure because that's what throws us offline too it's like it feels personal like we're failing as a mom if our teenager goes crazy
2: mm-hmm. and
0: so, so it's not personal and then here is like such a huge thing that can be helpful is and I know Dr. Brenda this is stuff that you know but it's like when we can calm down the The brain kind of automatically goes back online. We can get our Internet again.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And there are a so, lot of tools to help us get that, yes?
0: Yes, yes. Yes, so, yes, What absolutely. do you suggest
2: as a primary tool to get the brain back online? So, Mom, first of all, we've got some self-care scheduled on the calendar. What
0: else yes. would you say
2: helps Mom
0: to get back online? Um, well, yes, okay, two things, so there's a practical thing, and then there's, so I will give you a practical thing, but there's something before that, and part of it is there's a feeling in a mom that I have to, like, whenever my daughter, she walks in after curfew, I've got to deal with her behavior right now, and I've got to tell her, like, she's not, you know, how scary it is, and why could you do this to me, and what I say is is the moment that you is not the moment often the moment you want to give that big mother lecture it's not the moment and you just contain it and then give yourself some time and know that there's there could be part 1 conversation part 2 conversation part 3 conversation but you don't have to handle everything in one conversation, so that takes the pressure off of mom to deal with it, deal with that attitude right now. So then, then the practical thing is, mom is girlfriend. You can you can get away, take take a break, walk around the block, go to the grocery store, uh, just have some time, distract yourself, and. Your clarity is your superpower, and it takes time to get that clarity. When it, you don't have that clarity, when you're offline and you're all triggered. Yes. So just, exactly. So
2: you're saying take a walk because walking, that little rhythm of walking, gets the brain calm because the brain goes into a little rhythm and that rhythm is very calming it's like you know rocking in a chair only you're walking so it's important you're saying for moms to have a way to be calm whether it's mindfulness work whether it's taking a walk whether it's talking to someone else moms have got to say i will have the important conversation have the big conversation when i'm calm I will step away from the invitation to get into drama. Well, this is something that people can use, whether we're talking about teenage daughters and moms or whether we're talking about couples.
0: Yes, absolutely. And part of what I tell the moms is when, we, when we're in a reactive mode, which is out of that stress brain and out of the lower brain, there's no strategy we're not clear we're just we're throwing everything on the wall hoping it's going to stick and it's only going to escalate and you want time to get a good strategy of how to deal with that behavior and it, now what is because the best if,
2: strategy for dealing with teenage girl acting out behavior what is the best strategy <laughs>
0: well we probably don't have all tons of time in the world we've got I would a few
2: say... minutes left we've got five minutes okay. To talk to us.
0: okay all right great so discipline is about teaching and instructing so what you want to do it's more than just grounding them forever so part of what you want to do is think about what is it that they need to learn you know if they've wasted your time because they're all arguing and they wasted two hours of your time, then they could make it up to you and do two hours of work in the house to make it up because they wasted your time.
2: Ah, so let the if punishment it, fit the crime,
0: huh? Yes. So
2: they're related. Okay. Totally related. You took related. two hours. You're going to get the two hours
0: back. All right. That's nice. If what, really what else? Care, if, they're, if they're careless in the wor- with their words, told you that I hate you and F-bomb you, then um, – <laughs> Then they need to write an apology and until you really believe it's an apology, and then some way they can make it back to, to you. So making amends is right. a really poem important about thing. How
2: they love and adore you, perhaps, since they F-bombed you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, but you're saying and like, use the same tool that they use to act out to make it up and to do a better job. All right, I like yeah. this. I like this punishment that the crime approach. Now, you have the last word here, Colleen. If you yes. were to extrapolate the advice that you're giving to moms to help them work with daughters, how would you fit some of this? Because I know you have a background in marriage counseling for couples who are caught in the same kind of cycle of breakdown, conflict, retaliation that moms and daughters can
0: get into. Yeah, they they can be really similar, yes. So, um, yeah, so so your question is, like, what to do for couples? Is that yeah. true?
2: Yeah, yeah. What would yeah. you draw from what you're saying right now and say, hey, couples could do this?
0: Yeah, um, well, what I'll tell my couples is, and I just make it really simple. I said, you know, there's two of you. There's there's one of you that fell in love, and then you've got this other side, kind of this more. And I kind of joke about I call them limbic, your limbic side. Mm-hmm. You know, you more, you know, the more reactive side, and your limbic side's never going to fix it. So we're gonna we're gonna have to have some ground rules that you're not going to try to have a conversation when you're both emotionally flooded because mm-hmm. it's going nowhere. Right, and and then I help them see if they go into fight, flight, or freeze, and and then show how that becomes a pattern. And then, then, you know, just setting a ground rule for a couple to just talk when they're both calm can change everything.
2: Yes, a talk when two people are calm means you've got your brain working for you, everyone, as opposed to that. You know what lives in the limbic system? An acting out teenager.
0: No matter how old you are, the acting out teenager
2: lives in that part of the brain. And when we're hijacked, I call it hijacked,
0: that's what comes out of
2: our mouths. And often we look back and go, did I really say that? Did I really do that? Where did that come from? All right, everybody, I want you to go to Colleen O'Grady, that's C-O-L-L-E-E-N. O-G-R-A-D-Y, Colleen O'Grady.com, And you can download a free chapter from Colleen's book, Dial Down the Drama. There's a lot we can learn from this book, whether you are the parent of an acting-out teenager or whether you live with an adult who's acting like an acting-out teenager dressed <laughs> up in adult clothing. So lots of good information here. Or go to she has another website called Power You. That's P O W E R U Y O U, PowerUParenting.com. dot com, and you can download a free book, a free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Teenage Daughter and Yourself. Colleen O'Grady, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Very very wonderful. Advice, and certainly it helps to understand there are things we can do to get ourselves in the good parenting or the good love zone by calming down and having good, productive conversation with the teenager. And I also like that, let the punishment fit the crime piece. With the teenagers, so they can learn something. All right, thank you so much. And coming up next week, everybody, Dr. Frida Burnham, how to repair your relationships after the election. Yes, lots of people have lost friends because of this election. It has been contentious, and for goodness sake, please step back from conflict about the election. Decide what you're going to do in the election, and just go with that without fighting with other people about their point of view because we've got another week to go let's not do any more damage to our relationships and friendships big thank you to mr legron green our producer to cliff dunning our associate producer and to all of you modern lovers i send you love and blessings be with you again next week good night